Welcome to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. Let's get inspired. Hi friends, I'm Amy and I love long romantic walks down the craft aisle. In fact, I can't think of a better Valentine's Day date than if my husband were to cook me dinner, then take me to Michael's with an unlimited budget and say, go for it. If you know anything about my bio, I'm sure that this comes as no surprise to you. After all, I do make my living as a professional artist. In fact, as soon as you learned about my hand lettering and my crafting and my hand lettering books, I bet that you put me in the category of creative in your mind. When we meet people, we tend to sort them in a variety of ways, one of which is they're creative or not. Those who enjoy crafting or are particularly skilled in painting, drawing, or some other art form get labeled as creatives, and everyone else doesn't. But what if I were to suggest to you that this simply isn't the case? What if I told you that every person you meet possesses and has a need to express creativity, including you? Dieter Uchtdorf, whose name I probably just butchered, once said that the desire to create is one of the deepest yearnings of the human soul, and I couldn't agree more. There is something deep and almost inexplicable about the human urge to create. As we look back through history, we can find countless examples of creativity in a vast array of forms. Think about cave paintings and the pyramids all the way up to modern art and architecture. Personally, I believe this is part of how we're designed. Creativity is in our DNA. And although it's expressed in a huge variety of ways, it's something that we all have in common. When we create, we are connecting with each other and with a basic reality about who we are, which is a powerful thing indeed. The hardest part sometimes is recognizing it in ourselves. For example, let me tell you a little bit about my dad. He has spent over 40 years in his career as a bricklayer, but if you asked him, even today, he would tell you he is not creative. He's quick to tell you that I am, but he doesn't see it in himself. But if you were to look at a sidewalk that he created or a fireplace that he built using stacked stone, you would instantly recognize it as a work of art made by a skilled craftsman. Sometimes creativity doesn't look like we expect. It doesn't look like Bob Ross painting happy little trees or someone drawing a lifelike portrait. Sometimes it looks like my 91-year-old grandmother in her kitchen making the best apple pie from scratch that you've ever tasted with literally no recipe. Sometimes it sounds like my 14-year-old son who can never sit still tapping out the rhythm in his mind with a pencil on his desk. It drives me crazy but it is his creativity coming out of his body. Perhaps for some of you, uh, if you are in the real estate business, it's taking an empty house or a much too full one and staging it to look like a welcoming home for potential buyers. Creativity can take so many different forms that sometimes we simply overlook it because it doesn't fit neatly into our art box. But the truth is we all possess it in some form. And expressing it is not just a yearning of our souls, it's also healthy for our hearts. With Valentine's Day right around the corner, we're talking a lot about hearts lately. We talk about love and, you know, how important that is to us and to our well-being. We also talk about keeping our hearts healthy with a good diet and exercise. But did you know that creativity can actually improve our overall health and well-being? It's true. 
Here are a few things that research has proven about the link between creativity and our body's health. First, have you ever been working on a project and completely lost sense of time and, you know, you forget to make dinner? <laughs> That's been me on more than one occasion. Um, it has a name. It's called flow. Uh, often we'll call it creative flow, something like that. And this actually reduces anxiety. It boosts your mood and it even slows down your heart rate. Repetitive creative motions like knitting, doodling, drawing, writing, all of these things help activate flow, and they're all tasks that create a result. When you succeed at creating a result, no matter what it is, your brain is flooded with dopamine, and we know that dopamine is something we want. It's that feel-good chemical that produces happiness. Another thing that creativity does is reduces dementia. Studies show that creative engagement not only reduces depression and isolation, but it can actually help patients with dementia to tap back into their personalities and sharpen their senses uh, when they engage in something that they have done, you know, whether it's painting or whatever they have done their whole lives, they kind of fall back into it. Um, I saw this firsthand. We, um, my husband and I are ballroom dancers, or at least we were before we had the kids. And um, we would go dancing and there was a lady who was probably in her 70s and she had developed dementia, but she and her husband had been dancing for years and years and they could still go out on the floor and she could follow him in every step. And as she did, she would sort of reconnect with him and with where she was and what they were doing. And it was just this amazing thing to see that creative expression sort of bring her back to herself. Uh, so um, engaging in those creative things can certainly help those who are struggling with dementia. And it can actually hopefully prevent it in the long run as well, because we're engaging our minds and our senses. Creativity also improves just overall mental health. Creative acts like crafting help to focus the mind. And they've even been compared to meditation because of similar calming effects on the brain and the body. Creative expression reduces anxiety, depression, and stress and can even help a person to process trauma. I've seen this with our adopted son that writing, drawing, or painting about something or just in general can give someone an outlet to sort of express and work through experiences that are too painful or difficult to talk about. Creativity boosts your immune system, something that we're all concerned with in these days of pandemic. Studies show that people who journal or write about their daily experiences actually have stronger immune system functions. Uh, scientists can't exactly explain how it happens, but they've clearly seen that it does happen, that writing increases your body's count of CD4 and lymphoids, which I probably also butchered, <laughs> but those two things um, in your body are the key to immunity, to fighting off diseases, and writing generates more of them. And finally, uh, creativity makes you smarter. For example, musicians have been proven to have greater connectivity between the left and right hemispheres of their brain. Uh, one side of the brain is what handles sort of the rhythm and the melody and things like that, while the other focuses on things like lyrics. Uh, and as your brain works together, greater connectivity equals greater cognitive function. You think better. Uh, you're actually using your brain in a more effective, holistic way. 
Creativity has also been proven to help you solve problems more efficiently, increase self-esteem, increase energy, and more. Whatever ways we choose to engage in it, creativity is good for our hearts, our minds, our souls, our entire bodies. So where do we start? If this is true, we should all be engaging in some kind of creativity, right? Some of you may already know exactly where to go with that. You already have a hobby that you enjoy. Baking, doodling, crochet, woodworking, playing an instrument. For others, you may need to stop and think about some of the things that you do naturally every day that bring you joy and you're just not seeing them as creative. Maybe it's the way that you arrange flowers from your garden in a vase. Maybe it's the way you pick out your outfit for the day or the way that you organize your markers or your office supplies. Maybe it's time to try something brand new. Choose a skill that is creative that you find interesting. Here's a few quick ideas. Drawing, sculpting, making jewelry, metal stamping, embroidery, sewing, quilting, woodworking or wood carving, furniture building, interior design, hand lettering, ceramics, playing an instrument, writing a song, wood burning, carving, making wreaths, furniture painting and upcycling, watercolors, sketching, graphic design, beading, macrame, crochet, knitting, baking, cooking, gardening, collage, mixed media, quilling, cross-stitch, singing, makeup artistry, pottery, painting, card making, rubber stamping, soap making, origami, candle making, mosaics, photography, paper crafting, the list goes on and on. Once you choose a skill that's interesting to you, it's time to make a plan. There are tons and tons of resources, many of them free, that can help you get started with a creative hobby. What books could you read or videos could you watch online to teach you more? YouTube is full of tutorials and there are tons of blogs and websites out there. Or perhaps there's an in-person or online class that you could take. Maybe the library is offering something or the local community college has a class that you could even audit. Maybe you know someone who's proficient who could show you the ropes. Choose a starting point and then make it happen. Register for that class, call your friend, or go to the library, find that book, and get going. Whatever your creative passions are as you pursue them, don't let these common roadblocks get in your way. First, and maybe the worst, is the fear of failure. All of us fail. I don't know about you, but I've been watching the Olympics, and it is a great reminder, first, that I'm not a good athlete, and second, that everyone falls sometimes. In the past few days, I have seen some of the greatest skiers, snowboarders, and figure skaters in the entire world fall flat on their backs in front of the entire world. Does that make them any less amazing? or talented? Not one bit. Did they stay on the ice on their back? Not for a second. Every single one of them got back up, whether they were hurt or not, put on a smile, and kept performing. Because they understand that every mistake is an opportunity to learn, and failing doesn't mean stopping. Problems arise in our lives, but it doesn't mean giving up. Failure, or what feels like failure, can either hold us back or we can use it to propel us forward onto greater things. Another roadblock is what I call the comparison game. 
This is what happens when we look at another person and compare their skills at something to our own. We all do it, and we all need to stop it right now. Because there will always be someone who can outperform us. For example, the internet and the world are full of hand-lettering artists. If I scrolled my Instagram feed, compared myself to other artists, and decided I didn't measure up, they were just better than me, where would I be? There wouldn't be six books with my name on them. I wouldn't be speaking to you today. I wouldn't be leading workshops at national conferences and teaching others how to letter. Instead, I'd be sitting at home on the couch with my dog, feeling sorry for myself and letting those other artists have all the fun and all the opportunities. Let me tell you a secret. No one wins that game, especially not you. The only person that you should be comparing yourself to is yourself yesterday. My constant motto in all of my teaching, in all of my books, every time that I share, is that practice makes progress. As you repeat a skill, you get better and better at it. You will never be perfect, ever. I'm sure that I'm not the first person to ever tell you that, but I think somewhere along the line, we get this idea in our heads that practice makes perfect and we're always going after that unattainable goal. Let me pop that bubble because you're never going to get there. Perfection is elusive. It's not happening. And that's okay, because no one else is ever going to be perfect either. But with practice, you will be better than you were yesterday. And for most of us, in the end, the real goal is creative expression, not a gold medal. If you're enjoying what you're doing, it doesn't matter what the person next to you is doing. In fact, you can celebrate it. Because what matters is you discovering, exploring, and expressing your creativity, and others doing the same. This is why I wrote my newest book, which of course I've called Practice Makes Progress. My previous books have all been workbooks. They're hand-lettering books designed to teach a specific skill. But this one is very different, and it's very close to my heart. In fact, it's one that I'm most excited to get into your hands. It is a guided journal that walks readers through 25 quotes about creativity, things that have to do with overcoming these roadblocks and others, things like a lack of time, space, uh, a desire not to make a mess, and more, things that have to do with making creativity a way of life. Each quote has a short reading to go along with it. Then there are exercises to complete. Some are right on the pages of the book and some are off the page. For example, you'll be putting Google eyes on things in your office to turn them into art, writing letters to people who have inspired you, redrawing your favorite childhood doodle, and so much more. Whether you're a skilled artisan or someone who doesn't feel artistic at all, this journal is meant to meet you where you are and help you take the next steps in your creative journey. Whether you're in the phase of discovering your creative passions, or you're feeling a lack of creative inspiration, or maybe you just want some new ways to challenge your existing abilities, there's something here for you. I want to walk with you in your creative journey and help you express yourself in whatever ways you enjoy the most. Not just because I enjoy creating, but because I believe it's integral to who we are. It's one of the ways that we can care for ourselves and for our hearts. So this Valentine's Day, let's lean into it. Treat yourself. Get yourself a gift or ask your significant other to get it for you. 
The book releases on February 22nd. It's actually Tuesday. It's 2-22-22. Uh, so easy to remember. But you can pre-order it now on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, anywhere that books are sold. And you can find, if you go to my website at amylattacreations.com slash mybooks, you can find all the information that you need about where to order it, um, and then it will show up at your door on February the 22nd. Um, we've had some shipping delays. It was originally going to come out December 7th, but finally it's here, and I can't wait to get it into your hands because I just believe that creativity is so very important. Um, it's made such a huge difference in my life, and I believe that it's an integral part of yours as well, and it's part of all of our stories. Um, so I would love for you to join me in this journey, and um, I would just be so happy if you pre-ordered the book and it helped to encourage and inspire you as you discover, explore, and express your own creativity. Thanks for listening to Crafting and Coffee with Amy Latta Creations. For more inspiration, check out amylattacreations.com.